Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. Hindsight with God, you understand, but in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, yes. so more can He do for you. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay. Stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. And I don't know what you think that your plans are for today, but I want you to know that God has a plan for you. He has plans for you and they're good plans, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And our encouragement in the podcast today is just for you to commit your actions to the Lord. Just commit whatever you're doing, commit your actions to the Lord, because if you do, your plans will succeed. That's from Proverbs 16.3. So these are just biblical principles that we're encouraging you with today, because sometimes we all feel stuck. You know, it's like, uh, is this going to work out? God, what are you doing? And we just want to encourage you. Don't look to the left or right. Just like look to Jesus. (laughs) Just seek Jesus because he knows the plans that he has for you. They are his plans. Today, you're going to be encouraged, inspired, and you are going to know more about God from this conversation today because of the heart behind the person that you're going to meet. Asha Juno, she is an author of This Hope a journey of getting to know God. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Like give a praise to God wherever you are today, whether it's silent or out loud, like, thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. And these are not just words. Like we know that God is our strength. I don't know what your story is, but like God is your strength. This connection with Asha, she's a mom. She's a wife. She's going to share her story today, share her God testimony today. But this connection is only God through Glassy Day Studios, our friend Erica Carr. Yes. Love her. And Asha and I are both from Central Florida. You're from Okeechobee. A tiny little town called Okeechobee. And if you don't know where that is, I always tell people like, you know that big lake kind of in the middle yes. bottom of the state and they're like you're oh you're from south florida i'm like no it's not south florida it's southern florida like imagine the uh, most opposite thing you could think of from like miami orlando yeah. or tampa the most opposite and that's okeechobee yes. i tell people my favorite statistic and i don't know if this is still true this was true when i was in high school taking ag class yeah cows outnumber people in okeechobee <laughs> five to one like legitimately it yeah. is there are way more cows than people yes. it's the tiniest town and it's so wonderful and i'm so grateful to have grown up there. Yeah. I went to college at the University of Florida, yeah. moved up there right after senior year of high school. And I remember when my mom was moving me into my apartment, we were driving, we'd gone to like run an errand or something. 
and we're driving back to my apartment and I looked at her and with every ounce of sincerity in my body, I, I just was so confused. I said, wait, so there's a mall in the town? <laughs> like it blew my mind because I grew up, the mall, going to yeah. the mall was like a a an activity for it the day because we usually usually went sometimes we went to Seabring yeah. where you're from because there's a little it. mall over there yes 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 but if we wanted like the big mall you know which Seabring was still 45 Orlando, minutes girl yes that or over to the coast it was like an hour yes. and 15 minutes yes it was a full day affair like you went to the mall you went to Target you went out to eat at Chili's yes like Chili's. it was a big why was deal? Chili's such a thing <laughs> because why? we didn't have it the chicken tenders oh my goodness quesadilla right explosion now. salad That's like about yes <laughs> and then when they brought the fajitas out you didn't even have to eat them if they were the neighbors yes. you were like i just got a wolf i got it's i'm good so good chilies it was um, a thing we got a yeah. home depot and an applebee's yes. in okeechobee when i was like in high school maybe college and it was like it was the biggest deal it was a huge deal you know yes so yes tiny little town and i don't even know where that was coming from we but love yes you already. I, yeah yeah, we love you already. You write this book. Um, I think it's so important to know that you went to the University of Florida. Go Gators. I yes. just, you know, for any Gators out there. But um, you graduated with a telecommunications news degree. Yes, I did. And then where did you go from there? So I graduated. Yes. And I, my goal was like, be on Good Morning America, you know, yeah. like every news reporter who starts out. Yeah. And so I went to... Um, Wilmington, North Carolina. I was a news reporter there and a weekend weather girl. So at UF, I got my broadcast journalism degree no as well way. as like a weather certificate and a meteorology <laughs> certificate. And I, um, yeah, got my first job in Wilmington, North Carolina for two years. No and way. Yes. It was an amazing town. One of my most favorite places in the country. It's fantastic. Um, and I worked as a news reporter and a weather girl. And it was such a humbling experience. Um, I tell people that like 10% of my job was incredible. I got to tell incredible stories, you know, of what people were doing in the community, these amazing things that were happening. Yeah. Um, I even got to do this really special segment once a, when did I do it? Once a week, once a month? I don't remember, but it was called Just Add Hope. And it was, um, yeah, it was about the good things happening in the community, people who were adding hope to the community. And then 90% of my job was, you know, fires and city council meetings and murders and drugs and a lot of really hard things. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked to the mom of a man who was murdered you know, right after she found out, like, and I remember going to a house that had just been burned down that morning and yeah. talking to people who live there. And and people don't like that. <laughs> ooh, I found myself like, yeah. God gave so much grace in those situations. But I found myself like, wanting to just pray with these people yes. and not interview them, you know, and I think God really did give a lot of sweet opportunities for me to like love on people and get to pray with them and interview them, you know. Um, yeah. I, and because I did weather, I mean, there were days when I chased tornadoes. I mean, I was this young 22 year old girl who 
It was before I had a smartphone. Yes. I think iPhones were in the world. I did not have one. They um, didn't give you one at the station. Come no, on, Wilmington. No. Okay, Wilmington, North Carolina. No, nope, nope, what? definitely not. <laughs> I remember specifically one day there were tornadoes and I was driving, I like printed out MapQuest directions yeah. to this one area. And then I'm on the phone with my news director, like he's guiding me he's looking at a radar on his computer and then a map and i'm like okay i'm at this street and this street he's looking he's like turn this way oh the tornado's going this way i mean <gasps> guiding me like to a tornado you know i had dogs set on me one time i knocked on you know dogs sit on you set like set on me like i went and knocked on someone's door and i forget what it was that they had been accused of or you know alleged whatever yeah they did not did not want me there there were like 10 cars in the driveway there were clearly people there yeah i knocked on the door and no one came and all of a sudden this like attack dog like comes around the corner i mean it was it was a very scary moment i did not know what to do i was just frozen he was barreling at me like teeth bare i mean it was it was very scary and i'm telling you this is like a god moment miracle there happened to be another news reporter oh who was gosh. like from the other station in town. And she was also coming to the house for the same reason I was. I had just happened yeah. to get there, you know, a couple minutes before her. She pulls in the driveway as this dog is like coming around the corner of the house to for sure attack me. Yeah. And the sound of like her pulling in, you know, distracted the dog for a second. And he kind of like turned to look at her and I ran to get back in my car. Yes. And then the dog like comes and is like barking psycho outside of my car door no it was way. yes so that i you know knocked on alleged murderers doors in the middle of nowhere rural backwoods north carolina like yeah it was a crazy job it was so crazy and people are always like oh did you you know did you have a camera guy with you do you have your hair and makeup done and i'm like no. no they don't even pay for that stuff oh no it is it was yeah. me with a camera in a little ford explorer driving around everywhere in North Carolina yeah and uh, yeah and like reapplying my makeup by myself you know in the car 10 times a day because I'm either sweating or it's snowing or it's raining it is not a glamorous oh, yeah. job and then the best part about the whole thing is the emails that the station get oh. from people who comment on yes. appearances yes it's honestly at the end of the day when you get those emails it's like oh you know blah 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 or social media stuff it was like I remember that time it was like I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I'm just yeah. like, I have no hope in this moment. Oh, it was a hard couple of years. It was a very hard couple of years. And I realized like, okay, yeah, yeah. this is not for me. And I, I have friends who are still in the business. You know, now we're 12 years out of college. That's and the best part about being from UF. It's like yeah. you get to see them go. Yes. See and the go. ones who are yeah. so dedicated, it's like they have made it. And they, they they've made it. trudged through those years. And... Yeah, I'm just so incredibly proud of them. And, you know, yeah. it just, it, I, I think that first job was more like grad school. Like it just taught me so much yeah. about myself and what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do. And so I had a little bit of a crisis because I had a two-year contract. And yeah. as my contract was coming to an end, I'm like, okay, I know I don't want to do this, but like, what am I going to do? How do these yes. skills transfer? Like, what am I going to do? I've built my whole life. Like, this is what I was going to do. Yes. And I realized what I loved about news was the storytelling. I mean, that's that's what I've always wanted to be. Yeah. My mom is actually doing a huge purge of my hometown house, like where I grew up oh. right now. And she's sending me all these like pictures and things. She sent me the sweetest. It was a poem that I had written in fifth grade. And it was about how 
I wanted to be a writer oh and how goodness. I loved telling stories and how I saw myself being a writer. It was it was just really sweet to see that like God had planted that seed yes. so long ago. So I knew I wanted to tell stories. I loved the medium of video um, mm-hmm. and being able to like experience something as it happens, like to really feel the energy and the atmosphere. Yes. And I had just gotten married. So I was like, what about wedding videos? Like, could I make like essentially a news package, but about someone's wedding day? You yeah. know, it was, Genius. Yeah. it was um, not what it is today. Like wedding videos kind of used to be like Uncle Fred with a giant camera, yeah, just yeah, yeah. capturing eight hours of video and then give it to you. So it was kind of this new concept that was starting to pop up a little bit of like, what if wedding videos could be like these little movies, these little yes. trailer movie trailers and with songs and all that. So I'm like, okay. I think I could maybe do this. So I start praying about it. No, I told, you could definitely do it. Yes. Not even a question. I told my husband, I, yeah. I talked to people who knew me best and they're like, I think that's a great idea. So I just like sat on it, prayed on it for a couple of weeks. I'm like, okay, God, yeah. I don't know what, what is going to happen. We were moving back to Orlando. Um, again, I'm 22 years You're old. I like had never started a business. Getting out of news. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I see a friend write something on Facebook one day. Hey guys, um, you know, wanting to do a wedding video or something for our wedding, not wanting to spend a ton. Does anyone know of like a, you know, inexpensive wedding videographer? I'm like, ding, 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 ding. God's like this, this, this. Opportunity. You know, all the like lighted arrows to this. And so I yeah. like send her a basic message. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about getting into wedding videography. Yes. I will do your wedding for pennies. Yeah. If you will just like be my guinea pig and see if I if this is even a thing I could do, yeah. I will give you all the footage. I'll make a little movie. I'll make a big movie. I'll give, you know, I'll give you anything. Like, just yeah. let me practice. And she was like, yes, this sounds great. I did my first wedding, loved it, made the video, literally posted on Facebook and booked seven more <gasps> weddings like that day. Oh, it my was goodness. just God was like, ah, like, yes. yes, this is what you're supposed to do. So I, oh, I did love that, that in you. Orlando for six years. I was wow. a wedding videographer. And it was the sweetest time. I did 70 weddings in total. I had the best couples and just the sweetest memories. And I just, I'm like, I sometimes I feel like, was that even my life? Did I really get to do all of that? Because I I closed my business in 2018. um, And it was just such a sweet, sweet time. And so God just showed me like, yes, there, you can use these skills. Like everything that we go through and everything that we do Mm -hmm. prepares us for something maybe the next thing or maybe something that's 10 years down the road we don't know but it all just prepares us so yeah were you in Orlando Orlando or one of the offset cities so we were in a little suburb yes called Maitland okay um yes yep I know people would ask like oh so you live by Disney World and like no I'm actually like an hour thankfully from Disney World I mean no no offense to Disney World but you know like we did not live in the touristy part we lived in this cutest little neighborhood that just oh. held all of our best friends. It was it was a really sweet time. So then you move here. Yes. Pensacola. Yep. So after the wedding videography business closed, I actually was on staff at our church for three years in children's wow. ministry. And then we moved to Pensacola when our son came along. Oh. And it was kind of, it was pandemic. So our son was born January 2020. Obviously, the world shut down March 2020. And we knew we wanted to be closer to family. My husband's family is here. Okay. Um, and so, and cousins for our son. And um, we just, we knew that we wanted to settle here. Yeah. And so, yeah, the world was shut down and it was kind of like, well, we're not really seeing anyone anyways. Why don't we start kind of like looking at houses? We don't know, you know, yeah. if this will get anywhere, but let's try. And so we did, we found the perfect fixer upper. Um, yeah. 
and the rest house and now we're here <laughs> gods i don't know yes, yes. i think that's so miraculous how you guys just picked up and moved yeah and you know it yeah. is it's kind of one of those like it happened really quickly we started looking for houses we found the perfect one we did you know in again the world was shut down so it was like we made this kind of irish exit from orlando yes. just kind of like slipped out the back door yeah. um but it was actually a long journey to get there because we always talked about how we wanted to be close to like cousins for our kids you know when we had when we had a kid of our own and that was a very long journey so what we we thought we were going to be in Orlando maybe a couple years because we thought okay yeah we'll be here once we start trying for kids we'll have a kid and then that couple years turned into 70 months so six years later um that's when our son came along and so yeah we were in Orlando much longer than we thought and so we kept saying we kept thinking like oh yeah you know when we have a baby when we have a baby we'll move we'll move and it just kept not happening and not happening so we just stayed in Orlando and God wanted us to put deep roots there you know we were so grateful for our time there and our community there um and then yes but then when it was time when it was go time, it was like, bam, baby, move. My husband got a new job. It was like everything that could change about life changed so, so quickly. Okay, so I have a hard question for you. Yes. But I, I'm thinking about the person listening right now. 70 months of infertility. Yes. That's a long time. Yeah. And it's still happening because we, you know, so our son was born in January 2020. We got to get him from the hospital and he was two days old. We adopted him. I say he grew in my heart, but not in my belly. Yeah. Um, God used infertility to soften our hearts to adoption. And I mean, I wish you could see the smile on my face right now and like the tears forming in my eyes because I mean, there is no doubt that we were made for him and he was made for us. Like Really? It just, God always, I mean, God, I think, pairs children with parents and parents with children just so perfectly. He knows, he builds families, you know, he is the one who builds families. And like, this is my son, the son of my heart. I mean, he is, he is the perfect answer to millions of imperfect prayers. Mm -hmm. Um, But infertility is something I still deal with, you know, it's... I still have never, you know, never been pregnant, never and not, you know, I don't want to get weird or anything, but like, you know, never using any protection or anything like that. Like just, I have never experienced pregnancy. Um, And so, yeah, infertility is just something that I am still, you know, in the midst of. Yeah. Um, But yeah. But then God answers with adoption. And yes. my question for you that I was saying, like, it's a harder question. And I know, like, we're we're diving into this conversation. Like, our hearts in this are to encourage the person listening to draw closer to Christ. Yes. And so we share testimonies on this podcast because we want you to be encouraged by the person who comes on and is sharing their testimony of, like, there is hope. Oh, always. And his name is Jesus. Yes. You know, yes. and we just want you to cling to him, read his word, get to know him more. And that's why I think this is a God connection that yeah. we're meeting and that you're sharing your testimony here because I'm thinking about the person listening who has no hope, who yeah. is going through infertility, who yeah. has a friend who's going through infertility, yeah. who doesn't know what to say or do or mm-hmm. is struggling to hear, I struggled yeah. and I am struggling and God has flung open these doors Mm. and he did that fast i mean it was like 
wait, 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 wait. Trust on God. Trust God. Trust God. Yeah. Adoption. Pensacola. <laughs> New yeah. home. Yeah. Sold home. Closed business. New book. Right. Like, what yes. in the world? Yes. But through that, we're hearing a testimony of how they waited. They trusted God and they... They, you took what you thought was the next right step, yeah. right? Yes. I mean, I say like all of our stories are so different and maybe our stories are similar. Maybe they're super different. All the details are different, but the beginnings and middles can be different, but the end is the same for everyone. Like mm-hmm. every story God writes ends in fullness of joy, like full joy that we could never ever produce ourselves. Yeah. And just full joy and his greatest glory and yes i mean wherever you are your story is perfectly just made for you to get to know god like whatever your situation is that's the best way for you to get to know god and for whatever reason like infertility was the way that was best for me to get to know god um, and I know that, unfortunately, so many people experience infertility. Um, and yes, there is always, always, always hope. And the thing about it is that it's not just hope when the baby comes. And that is amazing. And that is fullness of joy. Like, oh, my goodness. I'm still in that state of like, I cannot believe this is my real life. Like, I look, at, I mean, he is three. He's over three now. And of course, there are hard moments, you know, yeah. parenting a three-year-old is hard. Yeah. Um, Everyone's laughing with you, not at you. Yes. Okay? Like, uh, <laughs> yes. we get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, oh my goodness, there can also be hope and joy like in the waiting before that the hope and yes. the joy and the fullness of joy comes in a relationship with Jesus in, yeah, just truly, truly getting to know God and and that isn't just done when you're like smiling, laughing. It's done. I say like crawling, mm-hmm. limping, dragging your body up to the throne of grace. Like yes. there are so many moments. I mean, cussing, screaming, crying, like getting to know God. Oh, it can be ugly. <laughs> it can be yeah. really ugly. Sometimes the amazing thing is like God can handle all of it. Um, so a book. I just yes. opened it up. <laughs> and I want to write I want to read something that you oh. wrote I, this is page 141 okay and this book is called this hope a journey of getting to know God Asha Juno okay <laughs> <laughs> I just say like okay so we both have radio backgrounds yeah. and there's this thing in radio that like listeners there you have a new listener every 15 oh, minutes or something like okay that. that's a good thought I'm so you'll hear that. I mean podcasting is a little different pace and a totally different platform but <laughs> when i when i just said that it's like if you listen to the radio and you're listening to a talk show they'll be like and we're talking with asha juno uh, yes. from this is hope a journey of getting to know god <laughs> and we're continuing on it's like why are they doing that? why do they keep telling me this person's name i get it <laughs> but anyway no, radio background it. so and mm-hmm. people who listen to the radio you know exactly what i'm talking about but in page 141 of your book um it says Knowing the tenderness of God's love is such a gift. Mm -hmm. Experiencing the way he is so sensitive and attentive to our pain, never belittling or demanding or dismissive or harsh, softens us, softens the way we see him, ourselves and others. Soft hearts are where the good things grow. Mm. I just want to cry. Like you wrote that? (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I did. That's one of my, that's so funny you opened it. I mean, that line 
soft hearts are where the good things grow is probably one of my most favorite sentences in the whole book. So I love that you opened that page. It is, I remember when God laid that on my heart, I was like, yeah. And, and I used to describe infertility as like a meat tenderizer being taken to my heart because that's, I just felt so raw, so beaten. And, And in this book you'll read. So the, the bones of the book are actually my journals in the 70 months that we prayed and hoped and waited for our son. Um, yeah, they are <laughs> some raw words in there. I've always been a writer and journaling was truly my lifeline to God. When we were walking through um, this journey, I just, it was how I processed, how I like prayed. It was everything. And so God prompted me a couple years after, you know, when I, and I've always known, like I wanted to write a book. It was always yeah. just a, a dream of mine. I wasn't sure what about, and God was just kind of like, Hey, remember those journals? Like, remember that? Yeah. That's the book. That's the book. It's all of that, the wrestling and the revelation and just all of that. That's what it is. So, okay. Wait, I share journal entries. Yeah. Yeah. I got to ask you a question. Yeah. Did you feel crazy putting this together? <laughs> Ooh, there were so many moments where I was like, I'm going to put this out into the world. Yeah. What? People are going to get to read this. It was, I honestly think I had that moment right before it was about to be released. Like it was when I was reading through the, the test proof copy, you know, it's like, Ooh, okay. I guess I'm going to, I guess this is happening. (laughs) Did you, you just felt like the fire from God to do it. When I mean fire, I mean like the drive, the ambition, the like, this is not of me. Yes. And I think one way when I look back and look at that time that I know that it was totally from God is because when I wrote that my son was like 18 months old oh my goodness and I'm like when when God did I write this I don't even remember when I mean it was like nap time after bedtime little minutes here and there I'm so grateful to my husband and family who I had a couple really great like weekends where you know they would go and let me have a little writing retreat at home and yes um so I had some of those moments but I'm like it was only God that I was able to write a book with an 18-month-old at home. Exactly. You know, it was like that just, I don't even know how it happened, but it did. So the, and there were, there was another statistic earlier I wanted to say, but I was going to share that um, my husband found this somewhere. It was like three out of four people want to write a book. Mm. Like the majority of people want to that. write a book. But the next steps of doing it are, in my opinion, only God. But the fact that you did write it, and I literally just opened the book, 141, and I just started crying. (laughs) I'm just like, this is God. This is God. This is God that I'm holding this Mm -hmm. right now. Like, this is God that I'm seeing these dates. And I'm having anxiety about the birthday party. Too many fears Mm. and doubts and worries. Like, you wrote this. And, man, sharing your testimony is... It impacts the person listening. It encourages you, but it also encourages the person who's receiving it. And mm-hmm. and it's not of our own doing. It's only God. Um, and it's just important to make sure that it's focused on Jesus. It's mm-hmm. bringing it all back to him. And yeah. I mean, I see, I don't know if you see this, but in the Christian walk, and I actually, I struggled with this really bad when I first started in Christianity is like, you'll see people that make it all about them. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we come from a very egotistical yeah. background yeah. of like, do you like to be on TV? Well, yeah. Okay. I'll get a career in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And just like the vibe of the newsroom is it is kind of, it's all about me. Mm-hmm. And I know some people aren't like that, but I don't know. It can be cutthroat. Woo. It is. Yes. Yes. People say hard things and weird things and dogs chase you. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? It's just like a very different world um radio too i mean come on radio yeah. is just like that's foundational broadcasting right there it's <laughs> solid uh, but you'll see in those industries of the egos what i'm trying to say is with christianity you it's easy to see people who are believers and christians make it a them show mm. when god's the one who created us to do his work which he prepared in advance for us to do. I just like am so emotional right now. I don't know what is happening. Mm. I just so feel like you are seeking the heart of God mm. and um and you wrote this book to for the person who has no hope for a child or whatever God is putting them through and and you said I'm going to write this book. Mm. Like you just had ambition to do it and and put scripture in it. Like was it hard to not make it about you? I don't know. That's a good question. I think that I think God allowed me to write this book in a really humbling time of my like raising an 18 month old being, you know, a stay at home full time mama to an 18 month old. Like, yeah, I don't think anything was about me at that time. I I mean, you know, just like you, you know, you know what you look like when you're raising an 18 month old. Like, I don't know. So I think God perfectly planned it in a time when I was like, I I don't even I'm not even thinking about myself right now and as I'm writing these you know this book I my first step in writing the book was going through my journals from that time and and picking out these you know of course I didn't include every journal entry because a lot of it was a a mess but I like picking out the ones that were really really pertinent to the journey and when the wrestling and the revelation all of that and as I'm reading it I I couldn't make it about myself because all I saw was God's faithfulness throughout as I'm reading these journal entries. And I wept for the girl who I knew when I was reading, you know, this journey of, you know, I'm like, okay, we've been waiting, whatever it is, is like 17 months. And I know the end of it. I know that girl, you've got 50 months to go. You've got 53 months left, you know? And so I don't think I could make it about me because I was just so overcome by like God's faithfulness in all of it, in the awful worst moments when it felt like literally like the skin was being peeled off my body. Like that's how raw and painful it was. And then to the end, like I just saw it just his faithfulness in all of it. Yeah, he's good. God is good. Like if you just say that right now or text it to yourself, I don't know. God is good. Yeah. Like just say that. God, you are good. Yeah. God, you are good. God, you are faithful. God, you are just. God, you love me. God, I love you. Yeah. Like, just take a moment and say that right now. <laughs> God like, is good. God is good. Yeah. And God does good. And we want to encourage you to love him. <laughs> like Romans eight twenty eight. all things uh, work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Thank you, Jesus, for just giving me that right now. <laughs> I would have had to Google that. But I'm just saying like, God is with you and i just flipped to uh page 116 of the book it says that you had a breakdown at a pdq in winter park i did which i love that you had a breakdown at pdq because pdq was like 
uh, one of the investors was Tim Tebow. Come oh, on. really? You didn't oh, know that? no, I didn't yes. know that. Oh, my goodness. See, all things point back to Gainesville. Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> even the sky is orange and blue. Exactly. Even oh. the sky is orange and blue. We bleed orange and blue, too, by the way. We all bleed orange. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yep. They do this weird thing when you, like, get accepted. Like, nobody knows about it, but they, like, inject this weird we're dye not. into your body. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's who we are. But, um, yeah. So it, it just says in the book that we officially submitted our application for adoption on January 16th. On January 17th, I had a pretty epic meltdown outside of the brand new PDQ in Winter Park. Yep. See, God has a plan. <laughs> <laughs> we had gotten coupons in the mail as a way to promote their grand opening. And I do love a good deal. One of my husband's favorite stories to tell me is how I once a very long time ago on a trip to Savannah with our best friends right after college graduation, excitedly crawled around on the floor of a dance club because the DJ was throwing out dollar bills. <laughs> it's free money. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you go into this B PDQ. Uh, I don't know if those are still around, but they were really good. I, I went to yeah, the chicken really place. Yeah, chicken place. I was excited for our BOGO chicken sandwiches and made plans with Jake to meet him there when he got off work. On the way to the restaurant, I called my sister-in-law to share the news that we had submitted our application and were officially pursuing adoption. We laughed and cheered, but when I got off the phone with her, something happened in my heart. It became real and the grief set in. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I know. And I can, I am like in that moment, hearing you read those words and thinking about that, I'm like, I'm right back in that moment, driving down 1792 in Winter Park toward PDQ with my BOGO coupons in my hand, you know, and it was just that shift of like, this is the way things are going now. You know, for so long, I thought it was going to be one way and now it's going this way. Mm -hmm. And there's grief in that and that's okay. Like, it's okay to grieve what you thought would be. Yeah. And that's what happened to me that day is like, I was so excited. We were like, yes, we have decided. Like we knew that God was opening this door to adoption. I mean, there was just no, no doubt in my mind. Like, yes, we are pursuing adoption. Um, and yet like for, and I think so we pursued adoption in January. So we were still, we saw it about a year. So at that point it had been five years mm -hmm. of trying to get pregnant we and we and you know as you'll read in the book like we we did everything we did everything we did and it ended in three rounds of IVF that you know obviously were not successful and just like acknowledging that that we walked through that and we thought God was going to build our family one way yeah. and then realizing it was going to be different it was just this wave of grief and I just let it come. And it was so hard and so healing, like that God knows exactly what we need. And he designed our bodies yeah. to give us what we need. I mean, yeah. how crazy that like tears are so weird, right? They like are. we never would have designed our bodies. It's just never, ever. But God knew that like we needed this physical yes. release and yeah, I mean, I, for about 24 hours, just grieved and then was able to step into this new reality with so much joy and just feeling light and like, yeah. okay, here we go. Um, 
I took my journal and tried to make sense of my meltdown. Yes. This is what you write. Yes. Journaling helped you a lot through that. Oh, through that season. Yeah, it is. It's it's everything to me. I started journaling the summer of 2009. So it was the summer between my junior and senior year of college. I did yeah. an internship in Louisville, Kentucky with a ministry program for college age kids. That's cool. Um, and the director suggested journaling to us. Like we had a pretty set schedule throughout the day and we had like a, this built-in quiet time. And, you know, he's like, you can choose to spend it however you want. Like go for a walk in nature, read your Bible, do yeah. whatever, journal. And, you know, as a writer like and I always I kept diaries as a little girl but I had somewhere along the line just kind of like fallen off of journaling consistently yeah and I picked up a journal that summer and have never stopped I mean I it's so good right that's how I process that's how I pray that's it, it's just it's everything to me yep. and so yeah, yeah that's where I God mean, meets me if somebody comes to me and says hey I need you to pray for me for this you better believe it's going in that journal yes <laughs> because I don't know why I don't know I think it's because of the deep connection that I feel the intentional feelings that I get with God in that moment and it's like a prayer that I can go back and see how God delivered it yes. but I'll be like I'll tell people when they say pray for me for this I'm like can you tell me when God answers you yeah because I want to see the yes. fruit of it um, I'm but, sure there's some, someone who's much smarter than me, like a scientist, there's studies on like why it's because it's like, you're thinking it, yes. you're saying it, you're writing it, you're seeing it, you know, you're using like all your senses, senses. I think when you're doing it. And so you're just so present yes. for me, it helps me to stay present. Cause I know sometimes when I'm just like praying out loud, I will get so off track. I'll be like, oh wait, was I praying just then? Or I'll fall asleep. Like, you know what exactly. I mean? It just like, it totally happens. Daydream um, is yeah. like my thing. I'm like, oh, pray to God in the shower. And I'm like praying in the shower. And all of a sudden I'm thinking about what I'm going to wear that day. I'm yes. like, what is happening? Oh yeah. This is not intentional at yeah. all. It keeps me present for sure. So it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Journaling is really good. Well, I have a girlfriend. Her name's Dr. Patty Sadala. She has the experience. She's this podcast. If you ever want to check that out. Um, she's like recommends when you pray to use all your senses mm -hmm. so you know you I, I think she says like the eyes of your heart or like the ears of your heart like you know smells I don't know just like being all in mm -hmm. in the prayer of like surrendered just Jesus use my eyes give me your view give me your vision give me <laughs> your ears give me your nose give me your mouth like <laughs> what do you want me to say and speak and do I'm, I'm surrendered to you I want to get, like almost get into your body. Like <laughs> I want to do how you see this day and you view this, what's in front of me right now. Um, and yeah, that's, that's journaling to me is, is actually just like spending that time with God where it's like, I am praying and with you and I'm not, I'm not necessarily just asking for stuff. I just want to be with you. Yeah. You know, I just want to talk with you. So, cause that's, um, I don't know when I'm like praying like you and me praying before the podcast. I'm always asking for stuff. Yeah. But if I'm like in praying in a journal, mm -hmm. I'm talking about thank you, God, for mm. answering a prayer. Yeah. You know, all that to encourage you who's listening to like if you haven't journaled a prayer or you don't feel like your time with God is like you're having a good time with him or maybe he feels distant, mm -hmm. you know, read your Bible. Like we always are like, read your Bible, like read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's so good. And he's going to fill you up. Just like randomly open the book and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. um, Cause nothing's random to Jesus, but 
you know, pray afterwards, maybe like whatever verse that you read, take in your journal. I learned this from Priscilla Schreier um, to like pray that scripture that you just read in a journal entry, you know, mm. commit to the Lord, whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Proverbs 16, three, Lord, I commit to you whatever you want me to do. And I know that you will make my plan succeed because you're God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name yeah. I pray. Amen. Uh, I know that was kind of a tangent, but let's talk about what Bible verse is encouraging you in this season. Do you mind sharing that? Sure. Yes. Um, okay. So, you know, I love words. Like if you listen to me talk anytime, like I, that sentence probably comes up a lot in my life. I'm like, I love words. Like I just yes. do. I love words. I love story. I love. And so... It's probably no surprise that I'm I'm definitely one of those like word of the year people. You know, yeah. I love a word of the year. I love to like seek God at the end of a year. Like, okay, what do you have for me in this next year? And like, just start to notice like yes. what word just seems to pop up in sermons and in devotionals and the, you know, what, what just like, what is popping up for me? Yeah. And so my word of the year this year is rest. Um, and the verse that I have just like, clung to that I feel like God, you know, has like spoken over my year is uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 is, you know, when Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Like, yes. you will find rest for your souls. That is his promise. I mean, and it's just as it's come to me, you will find rest. Yes. And that's it. And so that is the verse that has been, um, yeah, just over my heart this year and it's been it was funny because at the beginning of the year you know I just feel like everything was happening where I was not getting physical rest like we had an extra dog at our house for a couple months and so just like two dogs a is dog a is lot here. of two dogs yeah. is a lot of dogs and then like and when you're our, cleaning a poopy diaper yeah. and you have two dogs oh and our son was waking and, up like yeah in the middle of the night again it was like just I'm like okay clearly physical rest is not what yeah. you mean I don't know um and then just, you know, kind of the, like the weight of the world. So many things. It was like I wasn't experiencing mental rest. I wasn't experiencing emotional rest. It was just like, okay, what what kind of rest are you talking about here, God? Because I'm not seeing rest in this year. Um, and so, you know, we talked about my, our journey to our son. And, and we are praying to grow our family again. Yes. And so a couple years ago when he was probably one or so, we're like, okay, God, we're praying to grow our family again. We're like, mm -hmm. do we adopt again? Do we do, you know, what, what, what happens? Like, what should we do? And I just felt so strongly that I wanted to pursue pregnancy. You know, I, I know that biology has nothing to do with family, like has nothing to do with that. It, it's really more of like a female desire to experience pregnancy and childbirth. Like that's okay. what it comes down to is okay. like, just I still do have that desire I think it's this beautiful miracle like yes. pregnancy is so cool you know childbirth I just think it's amazing and so just to like experience that like has nothing to do really with the child like it has nothing to do with biology it's just like that experience I would yeah. love like that life experience um so I'm like praying you know and it just kind of I don't know it felt like we were walking through the same story again of infertility and it was just so difficult. Um, I felt so, like Jesus says, weary and heavy laden, so burdened again. And it was like, I don't, I don't want this again. But yet it was just, I, I, I didn't know what to do because it was like, okay, God, like 
this doesn't seem like one of those prayers that I can just like let go, you know, because it's happening like in my body and there are certain things I need to do to participate. And like, it just felt like this dark cloud over life and um, just really mentally and emotionally heavy and draining. And I thought that soul rest, like I would not be able to experience this true rest until either one of two things happened. Like either I would get pregnant and this promise would be fulfilled. Yeah. Or something would happen and I would have like a full hysterectomy and know that like, no, never, that's not going to happen. Like I felt like soul rest would only come when there was like this clear destination, like this story is over. And just recently, God just, and I know it sounds like, I, I can hardly explain it because I feel like it just happened recently, like within the past week of this overwhelming feeling of soul rest mm. just in Jesus, like yes. not in a yes or a no, but just in Jesus. Like, yeah. and it really is come to me. And you will find rest. And mm-hmm. it, it's not, it may not be immediate because for me it wasn't. I mean, it really did. I, I struggled with this infertility this round for, you know, probably two years and just kept coming to Jesus like, okay, yes. please take this. And, and just, again, some days like running happily up to Jesus and some days like crawling and limping and some days being like feeling like, ugh. I have to, you know, I'm just going to do this, like putting in the work and maybe not even seeing fruit. And then it was like, this fruit just came and it was like, whoa, I feel this overwhelming soul rest, not in a clear yes or a clear no, but like right here. Yeah. Just right here in the, in the not yet, I guess, in the middle, whatever it is, like soul rest and it really just came from Jesus and it it is like that seemed so impossible to me that there could be rest without you know an ending like close some sort of closure like it felt like rest would only only come if I had a pregnancy or a hysterectomy and I know that sounds extreme but it just felt like I will never find rest here in this waiting in the middle. Yeah. And yet coming to Jesus over and over and over, I have soul rest. Like it's wild. Is it? I'm so grateful. I'm curious. Is it, is it like the core of it? Is it contentment? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Contentment is a great way to say it. Explain it a little bit, if you will. I mean, and just like practically speaking, and you know, sorry for any male listeners, <laughs> but there aren't many. Okay, so there fine. you go. So you know, <laughs> turn for, your ears off for a second. For the past like couple years, as we've been praying for another baby, mm-hmm. like my period, the start of my period was mm-hmm. crushing. Yeah, like devastating every cycle, complete devastation. Yeah, complete devastation, and I started my period this past weekend 
and was just like, okay, like what if, what if this isn't soul crushing? Like what if infertility is not my trial right now? Like what if I'm, it's just a period. Yeah. And that thought for a girl who has experienced infertility, I mean, in in total, you know, thinking starting back from when we first started trying April 2014. So we're at past nine years now, a girl who has had, you know, I've probably had 130 periods in that time and I've never been pregnant. Yeah. And so. That's nine years, by the way. Nine years of, you know like tracking and thinking about it and being crushed by a period, you know, all of it, like, and then to just shift into what if I'm not, I'm, what if I'm not crushed by this period right now? And, and yes, like, of course we want to build our family still. And like, I would love to be pregnant, but it's not this like all consuming, overwhelming, like you're saying discontentment. It's not that it's contentment. It is like, so and good. the only way I can describe it is soul rest. Like yes. my soul feels at rest right here. Like not in, and that's a huge deal for me as someone who I have said so many times in my life, like I hate when things are hanging over my head. Like I don't like not having closure. Yeah, me neither. I like closure. I like you know, okay, this season is over, a new season is beginning. Yes. And it felt like I will not have rest until I have some closure on this. And for me, closure was either pregnancy or hysterectomy. Like I wanted this to be over no matter what that looked like. Even like I literally started praying like, God, let something happen to where I will never be able to get pregnant because it was almost like the hope was killing me. Really, really? Because it was like, if there's hope, then I'm going to hope. So I, God, take away all the hope. That's what I was really praying for. It was like, I want this to be over. Yeah. I want this to be over, whether that looks like pregnancy or whether it looks like you saying, no, never, you will never have a baby. I thought that's the only way I would be at rest. And then yeah. Jesus said, there's actually another way. And yeah. it's me. <laughs> exactly. Like, Come yeah. to me. Yes. Come to me. Yes. Like, Whatever you are going to today, go to Jesus. Yes. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I don't know what you're fighting today or like what you're striving to do or trying to do. or I, You may be like literally army crawling to make it happen, to even have a good day today. You're like, I'm going to have a good day today because I'm going to make <laughs> it happen, baby. Make it happen. I want you to rip up your to-do list and be like, you know what? Or just give the list to God. I don't know what that looks like for you. Give the list to God. God, is this what you want me to do today? Mm. I want to do what you want me to do today. I want to be directed by you. Lord, direct my steps. I surrender all to you. Lord, I know that you provide everything I need. I have all that I need, you know? (laughs) We like listen to that song every morning because it puts us in the perspective like, I have all that I need. And remembering, and and this is truly for the person who's listening, who's who's listening to this conversation and and is like crying right now. Like for the person who is like feeling heaviness, remember that God's yoke is easy and Mm -hmm. his burden is light. And and I'm so sorry. Like I, I just... I just want the person who's listening right now to just take that weight that's on them and just give it to God 
because he's with you and he wants you in the stillness. He wants you in the screaming. He wants you in the PDQ parking lot (laughs) with a coupon to go to him and mourn with him and cry with him. I just love this conversation. The only other thing I can think in my brain right now to ask you is contact information because for the person who's listening, we know in our Christian faith, and even if you're not a Christian, like we cannot do alone, we cannot do life alone. We know that. I mean, we went through 2020. We saw how isolation makes us get in our heads, get stuck, feel like we can't move forward, feel isolation in a soul crushing way. Like we know this, we need to do community and we need sisters in Christ and we need brothers, you know, in Christ in like a healthy way, girls. Okay. But like, we need that support and I want people to be able to reach out to you to, I know you have Instagram, but like to do this with you, if they are crying right now or struggling or feeling hopeless, how do they connect with you to just like be your friend? Yeah. (laughs) So I guess, yeah, the easiest way would be Instagram. I'm at Asha Juno, phonetically spelled. So it's A-S-H-A and then J-U-N-E-O-H, like June O. Okay. Um, So at Asha June O. On Instagram, I have a website. It's yes. just ashajuno.com. Um, you can send a contact form email through there or my email's on there. It's just hey there at ashajuno.com. And um, yeah, I've had the opportunity to also start doing a podcast. It's no way. our church, yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, so, yes, yeah, explain. Our church's um, podcast, I've been invited to like do a series. So every yes. other Tuesday, I will have... A podcast. I try to keep them like fifteen-ish minutes, yes. um, just like a teaching, encouraging, devotional type thing. Um, so I'm calling it the This Hope Podcast, but it's that's just like the series name. It's the Wellspring Pensacola Podcast. So you can yes. find it like Spotify, Apple, all that, and I've linked to it on my Instagram, so you can find it that way too. Awesome. But yeah, we will listen. We will follow. We will like. Oh, and of course the book, obviously the book is on Amazon, Yes, um, paperback, hardcover or ebook um, and audio book coming soon. Um, Yes. It's called This Hope, A Journey of Getting to Know God um, on Amazon. So that's like all the, all the words, all the encouragement I could ever say, like are right there in that book. So yeah. And we're talking with Asha (laughs) Juno. This is Hope, A Journey of Getting to Know God. There we go. Yes, follow her, like her. We'll put on our news places here for this. Hit the bell or whatever people say. Subscribe. I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a YouTube thing. Okay. But um, yes, the thing that I just want someone to get from this conversation is to connect with you. If you're struggling, connect with Asha. And um, yeah, man, God is the light of the world. Like Jesus is the light of the world. And when you become a believer, he puts that light inside of you. And I think when we go through hard things like this, like hearing your testimony today, we feel dimmed. Like mm. we feel like yeah. dark mm. and we're not called to that. We're called to his light, like yeah. his marvelous light actually mm. is what it's yeah. called. It's not even just like light. It's yeah. like his marvelous light. Yes. And um, just remember that today. So uh, let's just close this in prayer. And I will put the links to all the things that you mentioned in the description of this podcast because i i'm i know i'm like really encouraging you right now to reach out to (laughs) asha if you're um struggling with this but like just do it man just do it it's free (laughs) like just do it you know all right so let's pray and we always close every podcast with the same prayer so uh 
Oh, you know what? I'm going to pray for the person listening. Father, I just pray for the person listening right now who is struggling. Maybe they're going through infertility or they have a friend who is. I just want to pray, God, that you soften their heart. You draw them closer to you. I don't know what they're struggling with or what they're crying about today or what they're mourning or what they're celebrating. But Lord, we just, we give all of that to you. I pray the fruits of the spirit over their lives. I also pray the same for Asha. I pray for this book, Lord, increase it, increase it as you will, God. I know God, you put books in people's hands and I, I just pray for the, um, the fruit of this book to be seen throughout the whole world for your glory. And Jesus just decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hey everyone, it's Erica with Glassy Day Studio, where we believe every broken, discarded, and disrupted thing will be reclaimed, restored, and redeemed by the one who created and calms the waves. Glassy Day jewelry is shaped from recycled surfboard resin and each design is named after a woman in the Bible. And 10% of every purchase supports foster care ministries. Check it out at glassydaystudio.com. And thanks for listening. And if this episode has drawn you closer to Christ, please share it with your friends and family or even one person that might find encouragement in the message and a deeper relationship with Christ. God bless and have a great week. This is amazing.